Hello, hello, Gemma, Gemma Yomis. My name is Raquel and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And today I'm going to be focusing on answering and covering some questions and topics that were submitted by listeners to the topic box on yourownmagic.com. And I thought to stick with one theme for this one, answering a couple questions on astrology. And I love this beginner question from Willow in New York. And Willow writes, I've been listening to Your Magic for months now, and it has sparked an interest in astrology that I have never really harnessed before. And I want to learn more, but I don't know where to start. How do I learn about my astrology? I tried looking at my birthday online, but all the resources seem sketchy and untrustworthy. Where can I go? for reliable information. P.S. Thanks for this incredible life-changing podcast. You have no idea how much it has touched and transformed my human on this soul journey. Ah, okay. I love messages like that. They definitely keep me going. So thank you, Willa, for that. And I am beyond happy to be one who assists you in your interests in astrology. Very cool. I'm not an astrologer, but I do have a deep interest in astrology, and I talk to a lot of astrologers on this podcast. And as we know, there are countless tools to learn about astrology. And in this day and age, I know it can be so overwhelming as there's a wide variety of information out there, which really is confusing, especially when certain sources might counter each other in their information. And yeah, it's made learning astrology a bit more perplexing, to say the least. But I feel it's because every human wears a unique lens, a different lens, and interprets information uniquely, differently. Whatever one person says, it might resonate with some and not others. And that's okay because that astrologer who is interpreting that chart walks their own path and they're going to have their own perspective whereas there might be others that connect more with a different astrologer who has other interpretations and yes there's also some things laid out that people would consider more scientific or more objective two plus two equals four that this is what it is when it comes to astrology but there's always going to be some degree of interpretation and that's where you can feel out who what source works for you and yeah just something to keep in mind. And I feel like one of the best things that you can do as well when you're reading your astrology chart or you're listening to other astrologers or whatever it is, is to test it out. So first, I'm, well, this is what I've done is I have listened to and I've read so many different astrologers or I've looked at so many different sites, read a few books, and I've seen like, okay, does this person or this source, uh, when they talk about my sign and they're talking about my character, I know me. Does this represent my character? Yes, there's always some room for learning more about yourself. Of course, that's one of the beautiful things about astrology, right? Also, it might bring to light some things that you knew, but you didn't really consciously bring to mind. That's one of the most beautiful things. And if if an astrologer or some source gives you that light bulb, like, oh my gosh, yeah, that is me. Or yeah, that did happen. Then that's something to look at. That There's someone to look at. Look into deeper. And so let's say they do resonate, you know, and you decide to look deeper. Look back at some of their past predictions. And do they happen to interpret your past transits or your 2023 or your January 2022, does that align with what had happened? Whatever they said, does it align with what had happened? Because it's likely that they're going to keep their predictions out there, all their content out there from years past. So if it does align, wonderful. 
If it doesn't, then maybe they're not for you and that's okay. Move on to the next astrologer. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're sketchy or untrustworthy, but maybe they just don't resonate with you or their lens doesn't match yours. (laughs) You don't have that like-mindedness and that's okay. But also keep in mind that some of the best astrology sites, they may not... They might look sketchy or untrustworthy, like you said. They might not have the most up-to-date, aesthetically pleasing looks. But oddly, those are sometimes the best sites, oddly enough. Anyway, if you do find someone that resonates with you, amazing, that's going to help you so much as a guide on your astrological journey. But if you don't, if someone says something that doesn't resonate or you're like, oh, that's so far off, that's okay. Just move on to the next. It's not a big deal. And when it comes to beginners, finding easy to understand astrology info, I feel you don't have to pay for anything quite yet until maybe you want to dive deeper or get more advanced. But for now, some free sites that I actually do resonate with and have surprisingly seemed to align with most of what they say. Maybe 90%, maybe 99%, but I like astro.com. Also astrocharts.com. I like their aesthetic as well, but it doesn't go too much into detail. I did like what I paid for on that one, but they're not sponsored or anything. But yeah, I do like that one. However, one free source that might be my absolute fave is astro-seek.com. And that one, you can even dive deeper. And once you get more advanced, they still have a lot of free content out there, which is really cool. And then when it comes to books for beginners, I'm just going to give you this one book to keep it easy. And also, to be honest, I haven't read a lot of the astrology books, but this one I truly believe is so helpful. And it's called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. That is queen for beginners, I believe. (laughs) And so I hope that this helps. Go out there, do your own searching and hunting and follow what resonates with you and just move past whatever doesn't. It's okay. And Willow, thank you for this question. I I so appreciate it. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake 
free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's not a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. While we're still on this astrology theme today, I picked another listener's idea for a topic on astrology and psychology, and this is from Gemma from Tampa, and Gemma writes, I'm a psych major with an interest in astrology because it touches on the intricacies of the human psyche. Maybe a topic or have an expert on psychology and astrology. Okay, yes, Gemma, yes, thank you, by the way. And one astrologer I have had on who also dives into psychology, as she has her master's in psychology, is Deborah Silverman, and she's been on a few times. So if you haven't listened to those episodes yet, I highly recommend it. One thing that's really cool is it's been said that astrology is like the older sister to psychology, as astrology has existed for more than three thousand years because they wanted to understand the complexities of the human psyche and our human experience. So of course we have scientific approaches in psychology to understand our psyche, right? But there's also the the ancient and the holistic and the alternative approaches as well. And this can correlate. Sometimes it can parallel a lot of astrological concepts. And one of the most famous psychologists, who you can also see he has an interest in astrology, is Carl Jung. And so as a psych major, Gemma, you might be familiar and, or you will be familiar with his work, I'm sure, in psychology. And Carl Jung did incorporate elements of astrology into his psychological theories and work, and Jung was interested in a variety of symbolic systems. Astrology, of course, was one of them, and he saw astrology as a way of understanding the archetypal patterns and symbols that provide insights to our human selves. And so Jung, he explored a variety of concepts, of archetypes, which are universal symbols and themes that appear across different cultures and time periods. And astrology, with its archetypal symbols and patterns, aligned with Jung's idea of the collective unconscious, which is a reservoir of shared memories and experience from others (laughs) that influence us, our human behavior. And however, it's important to note that Jung did not approach astrology in a strictly predictive or deterministic manner. He used it as simply a tool for self-discovery and understanding, which is also a beautiful way to use astrology. You don't have to use it to tell your future or to give you an idea of what's to come, or you can. But for him, he just used it as a tool of understanding the symbolic language of the unconscious mind. So while some of his ideas definitely resonated with astrological concepts, his approach obviously went a little bit beyond traditional astrological practices. There's also a Jungian psychotherapist named Liz Green who wrote that astrology can not only tell us about the self we know, but also about the one we do do not know. I love that. Like I said, it can tell us, give us a light bulb into some insights about ourselves that may resonate or some things we might not know we can explore. So psychology and astrology do have a shared goal 
the pursuit of self-discovery. Astrology, of course, suggests the positions of celestial bodies at our birth, which can unveil aspects of our personality and our strengths and our challenges, while psychologists, of course, guide us through the wild mind of our unconscious minds and unravel the layers that constitute our unique self. And so, of course, both of these disciplines will highlight the past of our self-awareness and invite us to confront the depths within, which is so beautiful. So there's definitely a wonderful synchronicity there, I feel like, with you being a psychology major with an interest in astrology. That's also very, that's very unique, and you're going to help a lot of people, I think, if you focus and master this, which is really cool. So while, I mean, of course, the scientific rigor of psychology, which you'll be studying, does stand in contrast to the mystical astrology, which some people do claim is a science, there's an undeniable resonance between the two indeed. Anyway, Gemma, thank you so much for this acknowledgement on this topic and suggestion. And if there's another expert in the field of psychology and astrology, I would definitely love to chat with them. That would be awesome. And also, please, again, feel free to join in on this Q&A in January sesh by sending in a topic in the topic box on the yourownmagic.com website. And if this podcast has helped you in any way, shape, or form, it would mean the absolute world if you left a rating and review. And I am doing a giveaway with some magical goods from my eyesofaspen.com shop for a lucky winner who I'll announce at the end of the month who sends in a review to and just sends a screenshot of it to hello at yourownmagic.com. All that spelling is in the show notes. So with that said, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll connect with you Wednesday and I hope you have a magical rest of your day. Gemma. Yomis, that is a wrap. I hope this episode was expanding for you in some way, shape, or form. Feel free to visit our site at yourownmagic.com or check out my shop, eyesofaspen.com. Connect with the other Your Own Magic listeners. We would love to see more conversations started on the Your Own Magic Facebook group. So with all that being said, thank you so much again for tuning in and I hope you have a magical rest of your day.